Hey everybody, welcome to the Paula Peralta Show, and I'm your host, Paula Peralta, in case you didn't know. <laughs> and I'm here with one of my favorite people, maybe in the whole wide world, and Ooh. I have known Sabrina for like years, yeah, like OG, OG, like years and years, um, and we like recently just reconnected. Um, I feel like we've always been kind of fans of each other on social media, but I asked Sabrina to come talk to us today because... Um, she's one of the people that I think is doing it right in business and by doing it right, I mean, she's doing it her way. Sorry to talk about it, Like you're not here, but, um, I, I think one of the reasons that I really wanted to have this conversation, like I said, is because you've over the years created a business like year after year that works for you instead of like you slaving and working for your business. Um, and that's just, I know from the outside looking in, but, I, I really admire that about you. And so I want to talk about a lot of the kind of the ins and outs there. Okay. Um, so welcome, Sabrina, to the Paula Peralta Thank Show. Thank you. What a welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so cheers to you and cheers. creating business the way that you want to create it. I don't know if we could do this. I'm like afraid of these podcast. glasses now. When are, where are these glasses from again? Um, They're somewhere from like Eastern Europe. They're from like the 1800s. Those flowers are hand painted. Um. I went to a castle in Italy, as one does, a while ago, and they had these, like, coops that were made from the same maker, like, the colored glass and the hand painting, and I loved them, fell in love, and I couldn't find them, but I found these, and so, yeah, I love them, so I, you know, this is a special occasion, so I brought them out just for you. Those are beautiful. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about... Like your business. Um, what do you want to know? I mean, ev- we want to know everything. Um, so <laughs> everything? Talk- every- yes. It's that kind of show. Um, so let's start with just t- tell the people about yourself. Where are you from? What you doing? So I'm from uh, Worcester, Ohio. Amish country. I'm not Amish. Sometimes people get confused about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm from a very blended family. So I grew up in between Ohio Michigan, North Carolina, and Virginia, mm. but m- mainly Ohio. The second place would be Michigan. Um, my dad still lives in Detroit. My mom still lives in Worcester. I have a ton of siblings, super close. Started doing hair. Mm, I don't really remember when I started doing hair. I went to Paul Mitchell in um, Sterling Heights, mm. and then I was there for maybe three months, and then some crazy things happened, so then I was without a home, moved to Cincinnati because that was the next closest at the time. Um, I met this girl at a party. Her name's Noelle. Shout out to her wherever she is in the world. <laughs> what up, Noelle? Ended up like crouch, couch surfing or whatever. I started working at um, just like a few, like, like a restaurant, Spray Top Cider was like a store. <laughs> um, started going to school at Paul Mitchell, Cincinnati, Finally graduated from there. Then I moved to Rhode Island. And then from Rhode Island, I moved back to Michigan. And then I lived... <laughs> what do I do, right? What a long story word. She's been on the move from the jump, is for, what for I'm a learning. a really long time. <laughs> Finally got to Michigan again. Then I was living, like, in the hood. But it's actually, like, it's, like, up and coming now. This is, we call that gentrification. Absolutely, we do. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and I was living in a house that, like, we didn't, like, technically legally have electricity, so they turned it off. <laughs> so, 
then you've seen, you've seen some shit is what you're, what you're telling me. Yeah, so then I moved out, started squatting. Then I started working seriously in a salon. Then I went to Chicago and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this thing seriously. So then I moved to Chicago and I've been there ever since. So I went to Chicago in 2015 and I've been doing hair consistently no squatting, no couch surfing. Full electricity on. Electricity paid for. <laughs> I haven't done my taxes this year yet. Filed an extension. But yeah. So you're we're legal. We're in it. it. Like you're just living your best life. Very legal <laughs> these days. Yeah. Listen, there, there's nothing wrong with like, just, you know, do what you gotta do to get by sometimes. But we met somewhere in there yeah. when I was going to Paul Mitchell. Oh, okay. That's, like, at the time that I met you the first time. I know. I was tr- I was thinking about that the other day and trying to remember, like, what, like, where were we when we first met? I think, and I can't, like, I don't have a, I can't remember the first time we met. Do you remember? I remember when I was introduced to who you were. Oh, okay. And you were, like, so cool. <laughs> well, I always thought you were so cool. But, um, I was in school when I first knew who you were. Mm. I don't know the first time we got connected because I worked at a Paul Mitchell salon, so I was like, Paul Mitchell everything. Yeah. So like any Paul Mitchell event I could go to, I went to. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember. I remember always how like vivacious and like bubbly you were and just like, and like sassy as hail, which is like (laughs) 1000% probably how I would describe myself. In the Paul Mitchell days, they would call me a resistor for that. (laughs) Do well, you know? <laughs> Seriously. Um, anyway, so <laughs> shout out to systems. Uh, sometimes they're empowering and sometimes not so much. Yeah. Room for improvement. Um, okay, so you're currently killing it in Chicago. Um, I actually was just in Chicago and saw your space. It's beautiful. Thank you. Oh my gosh, it's so stunning. And I know you've had many a challenge yeah. in that process. Just opened. So I just opened a salon downtown Chicago and River North and honestly I feel like you're not a real business owner if there isn't if shit doesn't hit the fan can I pass yeah okay cool I feel like you're not a real business owner if shit doesn't hit the fan when you open or if you haven't had plumbing issues at least twice you are supposed to have a story (laughs) and I'm happy to have a story I really thought it was gonna be so like smooth sailing I was like xyz here we go and then yep mm mm-hmm and here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about this. I, I mean, I, I kind of keyed it up, but so for me, one of the things that I love about you on social media is your commitment to aesthetics. First of all, aesthetics on point. Thank you. Like fire, all the flames. Appreciate it. Like aesthetics, yes. Like goals. Um, and then the other thing is like how how transparent you are about running your business from the back end of like we've got plumbing issues today and also on the front end of like here's what it costs if you want to sit in my chair yeah um so let's talk about aesthetics first um because you are a whole ass vibe so (laughs) i i think what i'm curious about is um and if you haven't gone to sabrina's social media we'll post it in the comments this is on youtube by the way if you didn't know um if you want to see the video because i'm just saying you need to see the video (laughs) but um let's talk about aesthetics so have you always been someone that's been like super into aesthetics is that something that developed Hmm. i don't really know when it necessarily developed i haven't always had good style that's for sure (laughs) 
Same. <laughs> That's unfortunate. But so I think I would say I probably thought I always had good aesthetics, but I didn't always have a good aesthetic. Yeah. But I was always very true to myself. Okay. You know? Okay. So that's good. I just really enjoy it. Like, I just enjoy, like, if you went to my house, you open my fridge, like, all of my drinks are lined up perfect. Like, I'm a very, I'm a Virgo. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, perfectionist. I really like perfectly done things. And it, like, it'll keep me up at night. Like, if I know, like, the orange juice row is mixed up with the sparkling water row, I'll get out of bed and change it. So it's like in my soul. I can't, I I can't not change it. Okay, but let's talk about. So, like, I, I you go to your salon and which is called Basement. You can see that it has its own Instagram. You can also also find Sabrina Sabrina the Hair Witch, which I'm mad that that's not my Instagram handle, <laughs> but whatever. So, um, but you go in and it's like this beautiful, like perfect shade of green, and then the countertops are like coordinated because there's this matching like marble that has green in it oh you noticed that uh, thank you also appreciates an aesthetic <laughs> like um i mean i'm not a walking talking pinterest board like you are but i i, I can oh, appreciate yeah, right <laughs> you got the dog my... on the loud <laughs> chilling i wish my dog would be chilling up and sit with me through yeah, a conversation it's true. actually it's true i'm gonna take that back i'm gonna take that back and say like i i, I have an eye for aesthetics i appreciate them um i'm just not always as committed to like the execution and the implementation. But um, yeah, so you, it's beautiful and it just like all works and it flows and things like that. And I'm always just so curious with creatives, like was it something that you were like, okay, this needs to be a vibe or like so, how did you go about the process of creating that? I think everyone has an aesthetic whether or not they call it that. Mm. Everyone has a natural aesthetic. Everyone does. You can, if you're committed to your lifestyle, you might not know you are, but you are. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you choose. You you just are. It's kind of like the word diet, how like when you think of the word diet, you think of a specific thing that people eat. Everyone has a diet. Your diet could be pizza and whatever you want it to be, but you have a diet just like you have an aesthetic. So for me, like when I was building my salon, there were a few things that I knew I wanted. I knew I wanted an artist lounge because the industry in general, but especially Chicago is moving towards like independent artistry. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a space to, like, sit down, edit videos, eat lunch, have a couch, vibe out. Like, I wanted a place like that. So I knew I wanted to build, like, an artist lounge and not have, like, a back room with brooms and where you're, like, mixing color and someone else is eating their lunch and, like, Mm. standing up. Mm -hmm. So that was really important to me, like, space-wise. And then the marble I found in Detroit, I fell in love with it. Um... I went to the shop. I really just, I really was just looking. I knew I wanted really, I knew, I knew the things that I liked. I didn't want my salon to be all white. Mm -hmm. I wanted there to be color, but I didn't know what color. So I was just looking for natural stone. I love green. It just comes to me manifesting (laughs) some money right now. Um, Yeah. So I love green. And then I knew that I wanted the waiting area not to be in the front. Like I didn't want to have a bench in the front because I'm a client at a lot of places and I hate the feeling of like sitting by the front desk and just like, you know, feeling awkward. So I wanted to make the waiting area feel like a really vibey living room or a lounge where you would like actually sit in a comfortable chair, have something to look at. And if your stylist is running late, you're not annoyed about it because you've got your drink, you've got your comfortable chair, you're like staring at something beautiful 
and you feel like you're at home. So that's the vibe that I knew that I wanted. Okay. And I live in Chicago, so it's really dark most of the year when I'm working because I'm not an early riser. I start work at 11.30. So, like, May to September, beautiful, like, lighting. The rest of the year, it could be gloomy. It gets dark early by my second client. It's really dark. So I also knew that I wanted a basement because I wanted to be able to build artificial light so that every color looked really, really consistent. Because I worked at beautiful spaces with a lot of windows, but it would be pitch black and it was so hard to like really see the true color. Mm -hmm. And I was just over the like, oh yeah, I'm like when it's in the sun vibe. I just wanted it to be like right now. You're like convincing them that their hair looks great, even though neither of you could actually see it. You're just like, but it's you're gonna when you finally see it, you're gonna but love it's it. fire. Like, <laughs> promise you. Yeah. So I just wanted really consistent light. So yeah, I had a few things that I knew I wanted, but as far as like the aesthetics of it all, I just I know what I like, and mm -hmm. I'm crazy about it. I love that. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone if they're like, ah, I don't really have like a style or I don't know what my aesthetic is. Like how, like, how do you even get started with finding your style? I would say first, what makes you feel good is the most important thing. I would never, ever, ever follow a trend unless it's something that you actually like. If what you like is trending, that's cool. Um, but what makes you feel good? So when it comes to like clothing, like if you feel good in crop tops, you should wear the crop top. If you feel good in dresses over pants, then you should wear dresses. Also, like, if you feel good in prints and you want, like, you know, your energy really introduces you. Mm -hmm. For me, I feel like my hair introduces me before anything else. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel really loud when I wear a lot of prints and I just feel way more myself if I'm like muted mm -hmm. because like I up here am not <laughs> muted. So down here, I like to be a little bit more muted. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think what feels good is important. Mm -hmm. And then I think putting it together, never try to copy somebody else because like, I love all your plants in here. I just actually, if they were real, yeah. I can't keep a plant alive to save my life. <laughs> I just can't. I obviously don't love it. I don't know what I'm doing. So there's like a lot of like, when you look up like aesthetic on Pinterest, you'll mm -hmm. see like bright lights, California, Arizona, but I live somewhere that's dark. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have like this surfer, clean white vibe because you're in a city. Yep. So I'm, I really like urban street style. So I wanted to lean into that. So I think like what makes you feel good and what makes you feel like yourself my favorite thing ever is people come in and they always go, this is so you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a good compliment. Totally. So like when somebody walks into your space, you want them to feel like it's your personality on walls. 1000%. You know, your clothes are your personality just on your body, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. we're, we're totally aligned with that. Um, I think too, the other thing that's really interesting is, um, and I'm so interested to see what your perspective on this is, is that for me, like, especially growing up as like a plus size woman, a woman of color, like kind of almost this like man without a country. Like whenever I look to like other people for aesthetics, more often than not, I don't see myself represented. Facts. And so it's like, yeah, like, is that exciting though? Yeah. Right. Because then we are the vibe. I and am like, the party. <laughs> like I am the aesthetic. Yeah. I think it makes some people sad, but <laughs> I love it. I love when I walk down the street, ain't nobody looking like me. Right? Nobody looks like me. 
was okay so let's actually unpack that for just okay. a second because i think it's it took me a really long time to get to that point where i was like yeah look i am the party and i know that no one looks like me and seeing that not as like a detriment but as a superpower yeah and like using that to actually show up in spaces and to have conversations or just to be who i am and be so comfortable and like in my skin and in my body and like in my energy and knowing that like People are going to fucking fall in love. Like, Where'd you grow up? In Washington State. Okay. So for me, I grew up being one of the only black people ever. <laughs> yeah. No, same. Like, I, like yeah. I'm white. Like, it was all white. white. Yeah. So Amish kids. country is super, super white, obviously. And then I grew up in Detroit where it's not white. Mm-hmm. But it's always been, from my perspective, it was always super celebrated. I was very used to, like... Black-owned businesses weren't something that, like, needed a sticker to say this mm. is Black-owned. Like, mm-hmm. it was very normal mm-hmm. to see Black people doing well. But I went to school in Worcester, Ohio. So for me, I'm also in a very blended family. I'm the only, like, fully Black woman mm-hmm. in, like, my siblings. So my sisters are white-passing. They're only 18 months older than me. Super close. But, like, I was always the black one, the dark skinned one, Mm -hmm. which is hilarious. Cause if you really like to the world, like if I'm like outside, outside, I'm not dark skinned, but I grew up being the dark skinned one in a really white town. Mm -hmm. Like I would always, it's not funny, but it's funny. (laughs) I'll probably laugh. Okay. So my like high school, we would have the like KKK would write an N word hit list every year. What? Yeah. And they would put it like on. I won't laugh. You're going to laugh. Uh, what? I promise you. Okay. You're already laughing. Awkward laugh is going to turn into funny laugh. Okay. They would write everyone's name on it. And at some point, my sisters would not make the list. But I would make the list. No. Yeah. And like certain mixed people wouldn't make the list. But I was always on the list. And I just knew from the beginning that I was different. And for some reason, I thought it was cool. Not the list. That I was different. But okay, that's actually really cool because you, so you were, you knew you were different, but you never saw it as like a, you never wanted to make yourself small because of it. You always were just like, listen, this is, I'm showing up. It's me. No, Hello world. No, because I was good at shit too. Yeah. And if it came down to it, like, if we squaring up, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, cause you're not, like, you're not stepping to me. You can talk your shit in the bathroom on the list, but you're not, you ain't doing nothing. Let's see what them hands do. Yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah. If it comes down to it. It's so funny because I had such the opposite. Like I was always such a lover. Really? But now that I'm older. My mom is a gangster. (laughs) I'm not kidding. My mom is a straight up Jeep. My dad is super nice. Uh bubbly he wears christmas sweaters all december (laughs) my mom is an intellect she is the smartest person that i will ever know she's has emotional intelligence and she also has she is intelligent and she's a gangster and she will whoop your ass that is so amazing she will so i grew up like with a really I grew up with a good balance, yeah. I would say. Yeah. A good balance of trauma and a good balance of excitement. Yeah, because the trauma makes you funny. Exactly. Everybody knows that. But yeah, somebody, I, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, my, I don't know. Mm. I don't really know why. But I feel like in my town, if you weren't that way, 
if you were in my position, the black girl and the not like fully everyone is black looking family mm -hmm. in the white town and you don't act like you're about it. Yeah. I don't know how you would survive, mm -hmm. to be honest. Like mentally, I don't think I could have mentally got through it without, you know. Yeah, for sure. No, I get that. I get that. And I feel that in, in a lot of ways. Um, it's so interesting. You said, but they, they about to square up. Yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about it? <laughs> about to be about it. Yeah, for real. No, it's yeah. Nobody's no one's gonna come come for you. When I was growing up, there wasn't like a lot of social media and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it was still like meet me on the hill at three o'clock if you really have something to say. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There wasn't like internet bullying, so like you could not like you're not gonna bully me because yeah. and my sisters. Yeah, that's true. That's my sisters are about it, and they were one year older than me. They're twins. They're they're tall as hell. Like, I don't know. I think I felt very like protected. So I've been talking shit since I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> My whole life. Okay. So I actually think this is like a perfect segue for me because I feel like you represent that way on social media. Like, cause you Thank just you. say, you say what you need to say and it's like, you can take it and you can use it to grow and better yourself or you cannot. And that either way, you're totally fine with that. But you're still going to say what you say. Um, and one of the things, and we've talked about this, but like, I love that you do the like price transparency conversation um, on your social where like, if you guys haven't known, don't know what we're talking about, go to Sabrina the Hair Witch and you're going to see it. But like, I remember the first time you dropped that first price transparency post yeah. and it like broke the internet. People were salt. <laughs> so, but okay, will you talk a little bit about like what that is and maybe like what prompted it? Yeah, I mean, so for me, when I started doing hair, I worked at an a la carte salon and people would get really shocked at the price. So they would be like, oh, I came for a highlight. The highlight's supposed to be $100. First of all, never, but you know, <laughs> it's supposed to be $100. But then like the toner is $50 and then the haircut is another $50. And then the treatment is $20, let's say, right? So now you went from $100 to $220, which is double someone's budget of what they came in. For me, when I did price transparency, it wasn't necessarily for the internet. It's for the person that's on my page that wants to be a client. Mm. Like, there's no BS. This is what it costs. I don't want somebody to come in with $500 and then they want extensions and they want this and that. And then we build it up because if you're getting a highlight, nine times out of 10, you need a toner or a treatment or both. So instead of playing games, like I just like to tell you, this is exactly what it's going to be mm -hmm. because I don't like to explain during the blow dry why something costs what it costs. Yeah, I want you to know before. And I think it's just good for people to have an educated awareness of like, this is what it's going to cost to keep this up at the end of the day. It's not just one time. So if you want to keep this going, this is how much it's going to cost. And it's a better way to stop having awkward conversations about budget mm -hmm. because everyone has a budget, just like everyone has an aesthetic and some people can feel ashamed about their budget. So I think that having a transparent conversation on my end as a provider helps people to open up to say like, Hey, like, I love that you share how much things cost. This is how much I have to spend. What could I do with that mm -hmm. rather than, and, and then you can build off of their budget. Yep. So maybe you want to be platinum. You really want to be platinum. 
I call, I charge $400 and you have to come every four to five weeks to stay platinum. If you play games, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fix it. Mm. If you contact me in 13 weeks, I'm, I'm really not going to do it. I'm mm-hmm. just not, I'm not about it because I don't want to do a color correction again. Yeah. So I'm going to let you know, it's going to cost how are hair length, color, what kind of process. It's probably going to run you like 2,500 to go from dark to platinum in a day with me. Then you're going to pay $400 every four to five weeks. If you're like, that's cool, but uh, probably not for, for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> then we can talk about, okay, so we could do a balayage, foilage, really. Mm-hmm. I really do foil placement. And we can get your ends super platinum. We can do a money piece that's really platinum. We can literally make you platinum with a purposeful root. And you can grow that baby out for, you know, <laughs> three, four, five, six months. It's not going to look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And then I can work with your budget in that way. So maybe your budget isn't $400 every five weeks, but your budget might be $400 every three months or every six months. So that's the reason why I started putting it out there. And of course, like everyone that follows you sees it if the algorithm is on your side. But... <laughs> You, I really want those people who don't understand what it's going to be like to sit in my chair to know before they get there that yeah. this is what it costs. For sure. And even for me, like as a young hairdresser, as a new hairdresser, I really struggled with like telling people, and this is how much your service is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like there is like even on, on the hairdresser side, a lot of times where we feel weird about money because we're hustling in the salon, but we're not making the money that we're pulling in on services or, you know, like there's a lot of struggling hairdressers out there. And, and for me, one of the turning points of that, like that got me out of the struggle was getting comfortable in a consultation saying at the front, like at the jump, like here's, because this is what you want, here's what it's going to cost. And they're like, Oh, like I was hoping, you know, 400 or 500. I'm like, okay, cool. So for four or 500, here's what we can do. Right. And I think that being a client, when I, when I first started out, I was flat broke for a minute. Same. But the more that I became a client, getting my nails done. Like I was so broke that, you know, how people are broke, but their nails are fired. That was not your girl. Mm-mm. I was broke. 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 Exactly. Broke, broke. When I became a client, I started getting facials. I started getting my nails done. I started going to restaurants that required reservations. <laughs> she living the good life. I was like, Oh, I started to receive service. That was a lot more elevated than I was giving, to be mm-hmm. honest. And when I, went and got my facials, I knew what it was going to cost before I did it. And even when I wasn't making a ton of money, my skin was one of the most important things to me. I'd rather have, I would rather like eat cheap and have good skin Mm -hmm. because I've struggled with acne for so long that if my esthetician was like, you need to do microneedling, shout out to Dana, God bless you. And it's going to be microneedling with a chemical peel and it's going to be $500. And I know I'm going to tip her 20%. I would rather know that and budget the way that I need to budget to be able to pay that price Mm -hmm. before I got there. I don't think that people are, I really don't think people are upset about paying a lot of money. I think they're upset that they don't know that when they come in. I don't, I don't think it's always the client's job to have expectations it's not fair when you're not in an industry to know what things cost. Mm-hmm. So like if you ask a photographer, how much are your family portraits? I don't think that's an offensive thing to ask. How am I supposed to know what you charge? And 
a client might see a photo that they really like on Instagram or Pinterest, but they don't know how much it costs. And I don't think they should feel uncomfortable asking how much it is. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you slide in my DMs and you say how much, like the chances of me opening it are slim to none, probably zero. I don't really, you know, (laughs) I don't really like the DMs just (laughs) because... I think I have text anxiety. I don't like texting. I don't like DMs. I'm a very big phone call person. Mm-hmm. But like in a consultation, that's why I try to put it out there too. Mm-hmm. Like you can find my prices online on my website. I put it out there because I want people to know this is how much it is. Because I know people who are willing to spend thousands on extensions and they were, they work at Trader Joseph's. Okay. <laughs> and if they want the extensions, they want the extensions. And they just want to know how much. Yeah. They just want to budget. Right. I love that. And I think too... Um, that price transparency, there's a couple of ways that that can show up. Like your website, I know is really clear. Um, you know, you put your price transparency posts, which also are a game changer. And then also one of the things that I've really actually started to lean into quite a bit are forms in my booking system. So I use Vagaro and one of the things that I love and one of their like best tools is forms. So you can send a form to someone like a book, basically like a new client booking request And it's, you can ask all of those questions. Like, where's your hair currently? Where is it that you'd like your hair to be? Like, what's your target? How much are you looking to spend? Like, and I think that kind of starts to like break the ice in terms of having this money conversation. So like for you, you, you're using the internet, but like, what does that look like? Or you're using your social media, but what does that look like when you've got a new guest and they're like, Hey, I want to book with you. Like, what's that process look like? Yeah, there's a new client form. So they have to fill out the new client form. And then my twin brother, Jordan, we work together. He Mm -hmm. does everything on the back end when it comes to admin. I'm trash at that. I shouldn't do it. (laughs) I stay away from it. If I can't even answer DMs, like, I'm definitely not reading the new client form. So we have, like, a system where you fill out the new client form. And it has those questions of, like, you have to submit a picture of what your hair looks like now an inspiration picture. What do you like about this photo? Because once I was traveling to New York and someone I knew had dark hair submitted a photo of this like super platinum bang and I knew she had virgin hair and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's cool, but it'll be like a day rate. So we actually had to reach out to her like, hey, like we're gonna have to put a deposit down for a day rate. And then she was like, oh, really? I just like the bangs. We're like, got it, got it, got it. So it wasn't even a color It wasn't. So we had to, like, adjust to start asking. Things like that helped to start Mm -hmm. asking the right questions. So, like, this is a picture you like. So difference between, like, $2,500 and, like, $200. Facts. (laughs) (laughs) And I would have not booked anybody else all day. Right. Maybe you would have only made $200. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. So then I started, like, tailoring the questions to... Mm. Like, you know, are you interested in extensions? What method? Um, How often do you get your hair done? Hair history. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I think anytime there's like communication, I don't think over communication can be a thing before you start getting to work on someone's hair. I'm also not like, I don't know how to say that. My mom used to always say there's nice and there's kind. Yeah. I'm not nice. Yeah. Like, I know that. My voice, my tone uh-huh. isn't nice. Like, it's not like, yeah. oh, my God. Hey, babe. Like, yeah. welcome. Like, how are you? <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. 
And I'm not against that. It's just not, it's just not naturally mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So I know that the way that I speak and I sometimes intimidate people and I'm really not trying to. So I like to break down every awkward barrier that there could be between me and you before I'm touching you above your shoulders for the next three hours. That pump is going to be primed. Like, this is going to be a good time. <laughs> I'm going to talk some shit. We're going to laugh. It's going to be great. But let's get anything that can make you feel uncomfortable. And I know now that people are afraid to ask me certain things because I, I just present very, like, I don't know. No bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to address it for them so that we can make sure I don't want anyone in the car crying in the club because they didn't like it, but they didn't have the confidence to tell me that they didn't like it. So I think when you know you have a certain personality type, you have to be aware and you have to kind of give that to people and open that door for them so that they know like, Hey, this is a safe place. I know that I come off a little gangster, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Because I am. Don't I'm square from, up, I'm but still, you can't I'm still ask from for Ohio, but we can square up anytime. <laughs> but yeah, I have to like kind of open it up to like, hey, you can be comfortable here. Mm-hmm. And I know what people usually want to know. They want to know how much is this? How much is it going to cost? How often do I have to come back? And how long is it going to take? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I think too, like um, one of the things that you said about just communication with your clients like I always tell people like listen I am a diva and I do have an ego but I will never be a diva or have an ego when it comes to you loving your hair if you don't love it just tell me it's yours like yeah you you're paying for it so if you don't like it tell me you don't like it and and we'll talk about what you don't like or why you don't like it and I'll tell you what the possibilities are I'm actually so grateful when people give me the opportunity to fix their hair if there's something they don't like it's not about if I like it if you don't like something I did and you come back to me, to me, it's like, that means that you trust me enough that you know that I can do what you want. Because mm-hmm. if somebody does your nails and they're horrible, there's a point where sometimes they're so bad that you're like, she does not. She like the fact she that hates it went, me. like it went this, <laughs> the fact that it went this left means that there ain't no fixing it. But if it was just like, man, I really like these, but I wish they were xyz that means like okay i have faith that you can do what i want Mm -hmm. but we just weren't connecting yeah so when somebody's like hey sabrina i i i really wanted my bangs to be shorter i really thought that this would be blonder it makes me it actually maybe boosts my ego like oh you trust your girl to come back like let me i'd rather you come and let me fix it than go to someone else and say like oh my last hairdresser just couldn't get it right Cause we never always get it right. Yeah. So I like when people give me the opportunity to fix it. I love that. Amen. Um, okay. So I want to ask you some questions. Okay. Like rapid, rapid fire. fire. Knew it. Are you ready? Knew it. Um, Let me drink some water. Okay. Hydrate. Hydrate. Cause this is important. Okay. Ready. Um, okay. So what is your favorite thing about yourself? Mm. Shoot. Rapid fire. Personality. Physically. D all of the above. Oh my gosh. My personality. I love that I'm unapologetically myself. I cannot not be myself. I don't even know how. I love that. Physically. I don't know. I've been working on these shoulders. <laughs> Hit them with the shoulders. Shoulder lean. Yeah. And I really like my shoulders. That's okay. And my nose. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she loves, we're all, we're all about the self-love here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Um, what's something that you would tell your younger self? Like, what's a piece of advice? You're going to make it. Mm. 
you're gonna make it's better than you thought right <laughs> it's even better than you thought seriously yeah seriously that's a good one um okay so what's like your favorite place to go if you if you're not working mm-hmm. and you're traveling and you want to like just nurture your soul where are you gonna go um, if I'm local in Chicago and I have the day off, I love going to the Riverwalk because it doesn't matter how long I've lived there, like looking around and seeing the buildings and being like, damn, like I dreamt of this for so long. Mm-hmm. Such a great feeling. And if I'm not working and I can go, honestly, I love going back to Detroit. I love going home mm-hmm. to my dad's backyard, like with just the neighborhood barbecue pools open we love a cookout like my dad bought this um house that was foreclosed in detroit shout out detroit (laughs) the backyard was so full of like weeds it looked like a jungle it was it was a pool that was grown over the bank didn't even know there were so many trees and weeds spent spent, that's what we call a blessing right (laughs) spent years like digging it up like cleaning it up cutting down trees and then the neighbors are super dope. They're a family now. We, like, open Christmas presents together. Aww. They took down their fence, so now, like, the neighborhoods are combined. And then we just have these huge barbecues. The neighbors got a hot tub. My dad has a pool. They put up a gazebo every year. It's, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, what, like, makes you laugh? Like, if you just... Are there things, like, it's type of sense of humor or a comic or, like... My twin brother, Jordan, if you're ever with us together, I will, I cry. I literally cry. I think he's the only person that can clown me like correctly. Like he roasts me so well. He reads me so well. And, um, I think my, I'm very sarcastic Mm -hmm. and yeah. I love that. And I like old, I like old, I like like Friday type of movies. Yeah. 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 That will make me laugh anytime. Black humor. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Same. Um, okay. And then what's one of the things that you love about the beauty industry? Diversity. Mm. I just love, I love that, you know, I think the conversation of standard of beauty, like Mm. the Western America's standard of beauty is such a huge conversation, but I think being a creative in the beauty industry, you don't have to subscribe to that. And it's just, amazing just it's it's just amazing like red hair curly hair dreadlocks Mm -hmm. whatever you want like there's so many flavors and yeah yeah I love that and not only do you not have to subscribe but you actually have a hand in dismantling it 100% like and that's a really I think it's a cool capacity that hairdressers have they don't even really think about 100% like I think it's cool that if you go to my page I do a lot of non-black hair Mm -hmm. and people are always like really surprised about it Mm -hmm. I don't know why (laughs) They like me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I do the hair that pays me, you know? Listen. So when people come in, there's so many people who are non-black that are like, I've always wanted to dread like my hair. And I'm like, I wonder how many times you thought about that or if you're just looking at me right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you're paying $2,000 for me to put these extensions in your hair, you surely could pay $2,000 to have somebody dread it, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I love that when people come to see me, they see me being authentic. I love my 4C kinky mm-hmm. hair and mm-hmm. you can love your fine, straight, see-through blonde hair. That's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And I love that, like, sitting in my chair, we can do what your hair naturally does. Like, 
we can diffuse it, we can straighten it, we can blow it out, we can leave it natural. Mm -hmm. I love that there's so much diversity in our industry and that I also came up in the industry at a time where women were starting to lean into their natural hair Mm -hmm. and stop like stop the straightener every day Mm -hmm. and I love that I got to be a part of helping people see like that their curly hair is beautiful and that their curly hair can curl the way they think they can they just don't have the right products or the right tools they don't know how to set their curls right they don't know how to do a twist out and I love being a part of the journey of people being themselves yeah discovering their beauty yeah and discovering like this is what I actually could look like Mm -hmm. this is this grows out of my head. I think there's a lot of people that are shocked who didn't even know they had curly hair. They literally don't know, yeah, no, which that's is nuts. True. That's true. Because they got out of the shower and they blow dried it immediately. And yeah. they just had no idea that their hair even had a wave in it. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. For sure. That's real as a hairdresser. Um, what's something that you're like looking forward to in the future? Like, is there, are there any goals that you have or just professionally? Like, sure. Or personally, man, my word for the year is just cruise. I'm just trying to vibe this year. <laughs> I'm just about the vibes. I'm just trying to vibe this year. I feel like I've had so many goals and I feel like I've had so many, like I've always been like reaching for another thing. And I'm just at this really strange, beautiful place in my life where I don't want to miss what I have because I'm always trying to work for the next thing. Mm. Like I live. That's real in like the apartment of my dreams. I have the salon of my dreams. I have the friends of my dreams. I have the family of my dreams. And like, I remember wanting what I had three years ago Mm -hmm. and not realizing that I had it. Mm -hmm. And after going through all the problems with like the plumbing and stuff and opening my salon, my family showed up. My dad was at my salon until three 30 in the morning, like building things out, fixing what the contractor broke. And it was just, it was amazing to like be playing music at three o'clock in the morning with my dad in a good attitude. Like we are we're building something mm-hmm. that I never even thought I could have. And I just want to, I just want to enjoy it right now. Yeah. I don't want to have a goal. I don't want to plan anything. I feel like I'm going to miss the magic if I keep on putting these stipulations. So I'm just trying to enjoy life right now. I love that for yeah. you. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers to just vibing. Cheers to vibing. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So one last thing. I don't know if you know about this about me. You might. I'm excited. Um, so I love Crocs. I first of all, <laughs> I saw your I saw are those your fancy crocs that you wore to Chicago? Those are just those are just like a pair of crocs. How many do you just, have? I don't let's not talk about that. But I love crocs. It's a thing. What? Okay, probably I don't know how many pairs. And this is totally not What's sponsored yet. I mean, I probably have six. Well, actually, I know I have six pairs. Where do you get the little danglies? All over. You can buy them so many places. You can get them custom made. I've heard about sport mode. Yeah, you got. I never. My wear dad my is really mode. obsessed with sport mode. Um, it's a. I guess it's a thing. I don't really do. I'm always like full on clog. I'm like a croc clog girl. Like okay, the the thing is flipped forward. I slide in. I slide out. I'm quick and easy. Um, there's Tucker. Tucker's so cute. I know, and he's so cute. Anyway, so I love Crocs. Um, so I decided that on the Paula Peralta show that every guest is going to get a pair of Crocs. No way, these so, are my first pair. Yes. So I don't have I, any. So I chose the Crocs that I feel like you would like. I'm excited. Um, and so that's why I asked you what size shoe you wore. What? I'm lit right now. <laughs> I thought that was some astrology thing. 
So I bought you these. What? Thank you. <laughs> you know what's so funny? They're kind of. You know what came to my mind? What? Platform. Yes. Like, aren't those so Look good? at my shoes now. Yes. Thank you so much. Wait, this is dope. <laughs> I can't wait to rock these. And you're going to. Yeah. Like, I went in the store and I was like, okay, if if I were to get Sabrina a pair of Crocs, which is what's happening right now. Like, I'm which actually one? wearing platform sandals yes, right now. Yes, I know. You should hold them up. They're not Crocs. They're Prada. Just so we're clear. <laughs> one time for the one time. But <laughs> Speaking of vibing and cruising, we're going to be cruising. She was cruising in her Prada, so she's going to start cruising in her Crocs. Wait, I'm excited about this. Oh, they're amazing. My dad is going to be elated that you put my... You know how long my dad's been trying to get me to get Crocs? We'll see. You just needed the right moment. I'm just going to be like, yeah, dad, it was on camp. Okay. Heaven, right? Okay, Crocs. These are comfortable. Right? That's why I'm obsessed. We have to go get pedicures now. All right. I'm a Croc girl now. (laughs) You are officially here first. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No free foot shots though. Yeah. I need a pedicure. Yeah, right. Okay. We'll just like blur the bottom part of the frames. I'm currently in no shoes, so Oh, my it's fine. God. Thank you. Oh, my God. Of course. Wait. I love that. This is going to be a feature yes, on your show? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Every, everybody gets a pair of Crocs. Amazing. <laughs> Let me put these things in sport. Yeah. Those ones, I think, like, th- these are the first ones that I think I would fully put in. First of all, these are comfortable. Yes. I, that's the thing is, like, I get, I've had, like, um, reels on social media where I've, had shots where I'm like pumping up the chair and like it's a close shot of the Crocs and I've been dragged on the internet for the Crocs. Dragged. Which I don't care because listen, I'm just living my life and my back don't hurt at the end of a full day in the salon. Wait, people get upset. I thought that Crocs were actually like, they're doing a um, thing with Ugg now. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, Crocs are cool, but I feel like we make them even cooler. Like you talk about my fancy, my fancy Crocs. Um, but yeah, like, no, people were just like, ew, no Crocs in the salon, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, just cause you ain't got no style. Don't be mad. Okay. If you ain't got no, no style. No Crocs then... in the salon. Yeah. Boo. All right. Boo. That's why I open my own salon. That's why I'm gonna wear these. <laughs> when I go back oh, to work. So cute, when I'm right? done in LA, okay. I'm gonna wear these my first day back. Full disclosure. Okay. I love that. Thank you. So full disclosure. Um, when you told me I'm wearing 11 as well. No way. We some big footed girls up in here. I know. um, I thought my height would catch up. Never did. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sad. Never did. Wait, how tall are you? I'm only 5'8". Oh, okay. I'm 5'7 and three quarters. But you like present tall. Like you got big, like you got big energy. I appreciate that. I have really big features and a big mouth and a big personality. So like the universe just had to balance you out a little bit. Not make you too tall. I had to be humble. Not make you too tall. I had to be humble some, Um, some way. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of Crocs, and I actually bought myself a pair of those ones. Too. Did you really? Yes, because I was like, these are so cute. And I love I... that you have six pairs. Yeah, now seven. seven. Now seven. By the end of this, I might have, who knows, 10 or 12. I'm trying Every to... time you go, Listen, you're going to get some new Crocs, if you're listening to this. That should be the real sponsor. Right? You want to sponsor the next season, that Crocs? That should be the real sponsor. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks so much for coming and having this thanks conversation. Having this me. was super fun. Yeah, it's it was good. dope. It's good. It's always How good to chat. Um, so if you like the Paula Peralta show, um, make sure that you do all the things that you're supposed to do. Click subscribe on YouTube. Tell your friends. Um, you know, we've got, you can see all this beautiful information here in the ticker that is going to be produced post show. Um, but Sabrina, thank you so much for being here. Sabrina, the hair witch on Instagram. Are you on TikTok? 
I am on TikTok. Oh, what is, is it? Sabrina the Hair Witch? Sabrina the Hair Witch. Of course. Yeah. Because on brand. Yeah. Like, why would you have... Keep you, it simple. You would have... Speaking of squaring up, you would have squared up to somebody if they had Sabrina the Hair Witch, right? But that would have sucked. <laughs> that would have sucked. I would have actually been really sad. Like, I don't want to be Sabrina the Hair Witch underscore. <laughs> Sabrina underscore the hair witch. Yeah. Sabrina the hair witch 55427. That's actually really lucky someone didn't have it because I was late to the game on TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. That's lucky. How much would you have paid for Sabrina the hair witch? Zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been sad and I would have got it right. <laughs> and then been Sabrina the hair witch underscore 55427. Yeah. At the end of the day, look, you can hold on my, my page hostage. I don't know, homie. <laughs> I don't know. You can have it. I don't know. I have a good life in real life. Oh my god. Yeah, you're like, I have a good life. I don't need Sabrina the Hair Witch on TikTok. I mean, I I desperate like I now get paid on yeah. social media, yeah. so I know I'd be a little, little hurt. Yeah. But um I pay for social media insurance. You do? Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I pay for notch insurance. So basically if somebody ever hacks you they work to get your account back. And then if you make money on your social media, so like I'm a L'Oreal pro ambassador. So I obviously get paid for posts and things like that. If you ever get hacked or you get locked out, I pay $17 a month and then they will work to get your account back and then they'll pay you for your loss of income for like 30 days. Cause they believe that they'll get your account back in that time. It's called notch. So if you make money on social media, you get social media insurance if you make more than 17 dollars if you make 18 dollars a month from your social media then it's worth it yeah good yeah. point or so, even if you have an amazon and that's, storefront that's on price transparency 100 <laughs> percent. exactly on brand that was for free. she's she's many things most of all consistent thank you uh, yeah god bless um, <laughs> stay cool have a great summer don't ever change <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, that's it. Anything else you want to share with the people? No, I love being here. Thanks for having me. I love having you here. It was good. Yeah. I'm really excited. You're excited about the Crocs. Oh yeah. I'm pumped. Cause I knew, I knew how, I know, listen, I know how you are about your aesthetics. So I was like, can we, can we squeeze? Can we squeeze? No, I wore, I wore, I wear like, first I'm going to wear these when I'm walking my dog every morning. Duh. Yeah. Elevate every outfit. Yeah. With your platform sandal Absolutely. Crocs. I just have on my products because I'm an LA girly right now. Yeah, well. You know. There you go. Playing for 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time.